She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 151, discovering your story and building your highest being with Sarah Ann Stewart. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hey, She Did Her Way listeners, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Oh my goodness, this is the last one for April. Can you believe it? This is so crazy how fast time is going by. And um, I'm so excited for you guys to listen to today's episode. I actually, she talks about affirmation cards. And so yesterday I went through and I did an entire process with affirmation cards, which I'm going to share with you guys in the next solo cast. There may have been some tears shed as I was doing these affirmation cards because I didn't realize how much, like how many stories were in my head. And with today's guest, Sarah Ann Stewart, You guys are going to hear a story about this woman who was a model at the young age of 14 and she dealt with body issues and she could never figure out what was going on and she realized it was the story that she was telling herself and just the journey of her becoming a nutritionist and realizing that telling people to drink green juice and their veggies is not enough, especially when it comes to body image and or weight gain. So really getting to the root of what it is happening on the outside and starting with what's going on in the inside and thoughts that we have. So a couple other things that you guys we're going to talk about in this episode is know how to find happiness in the body that you have, feel comfortable having an open discussion about your insecurities, learn to have patience with building your business among so many other things. So sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing more about Sarah's inspiring journey. Here we go. All right, guys, welcome back to the She Did It Her Way podcast. I've got Sarah Ann Stewart on the line. I don't actually think I've ever said on the line before, so that's kind of new. (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, But I'm super stoked to talk to Sarah today. We were introduced um, via a mutual connection, and I just love her story and what she is about, and I thought she would be a great fit for the podcast and for you guys to tune in as well. So Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, well, I'm pumped. Tell us, uh, tell our listeners what it is that you do, and we'll talk about your journey on how you got to where you are today. Yeah, so I, um, in one sentence, to make it make it short, um, I support women in reprogramming some subconscious patterns so that they can give up dieting, love their body, lose weight, feel great, and and just accomplish overall health and well being. How did you, yeah, tell us your story and your journey of yeah. how that you got on this path. Yeah, so it's it's a long journey. It started when I was a kid. My I grew up in a very holistic environment. My dad was a public speaker. He taught about meditation, reprogramming subconscious beliefs. Um, we traveled all over the country. Um, and so I, I was, you know, thrown into the holistic world at a very, very young age. And then what happened was when I was 14, I was scouted to model. So then I, you know, a very, very different environment, a very different world that I had never been exposed to. So for 10 years, 
Um, I was working in fashion thinking this was a great opportunity. I had a good head on my shoulders. I was going to be fine. Long story short, I, I ended up suffering very severely from eating disorders, almost died, um, was oh hospitalized. And then I remember thinking to myself, like, how did this happen? You know, I grew up with such an incredible family and environment and I know better than this. Right. And so this disorder that, that happened with me, I really wanted to figure out why it happened. How did it happen? How do I heal it? And my father, like years before, had cured himself of cancer with nutrition, just changing his diet. He was diagnosed with terminal cancer, told he had you know, X amount of time to live, and then used nutrition and the power of thought to really, you know, to really just change his entire life. And so I was like, that's it. It's nutrition. That's what's going to heal me. I'm going to get better. And so I started studying all this information about nutrition, started changing my diet. And on a physical level, I got better, but from a mental you know, perspective, anxiety, depression, I didn't. And so it took me a couple of years of meditation and just reprogramming my thinking to really heal myself. And that's when I started working with women and realizing, wow, there's this massive disconnect, right, of, of the nutrition side of things versus um, what's going on in your mind. And, and so I opened my own practice. And that's, that's what I've been doing since. And it's been one of the most rewarding experiences from the standpoint of healing myself and helping other women as well. What do you think? I, I, first of all, I love that that's what you do and like it, it's all about because I feel as if I, I can definitely relate to that. And I just finished Women Code. Have you heard okay. that <laughs> book? No, I haven't. Um, but she talks about all the the health and nutrition and then the mind and stuff in that as well. Amazing. It's such a good book, but what, um, back to your, like to your journey, when, uh, what do you think was like the slippery slope for you in the beginning when you were starting yeah. out in modeling? Yeah. I mean, I remember even just the first week I, you know, I was scouted, I was playing sports and I love sports, but I had to give up sports. I had to give up soccer and basketball because I was too muscular. And then I was told I can't eat till, you know, Tuesday because I have, a job on Monday. And I remember in my head thinking, are they joking? Like this seems so crazy to me. Um, and, and for a long time, I didn't want to throw my agents under the bus. You know, I did make money in the industry. I had great opportunities. I got to travel. I used my money to pay for my school and so forth. So I had this huge disconnect of like exposing this industry and, um, and, it just took me a really long time to build my confidence to really have that conversation, right? Of like how serious social media is, how serious it is that we're talking about celebrities who are doing soul cycle two times a day to lose weight for a new, you know, a new job. Um, and that, you know, that sort of disconnect is something that I've stood up to. And now I'm talking about openly because it isn't okay. And the amount of women I work with who are starting you know, their eating disorders are starting at such a young age because of this influence. I feel a responsibility because I've seen it firsthand that um, I need to talk about it and it needs to be an open discussion. And we need to have this conversation that 30 million people in our country do have eating disorders. And, you know, every 62 minutes, someone dies from one. And and there's things we can do right to prevent this. And um, and I just feel I now feel a responsibility Um given the fact that I, that I was able to heal myself, I, I thought it was going to be something I would always have. And now helping other women and them realizing, wow, this isn't something I have to live with the rest of my life is so empowering. Yeah. I mean, when, when the women come to you, 
is it typically majority all like eating disorders or do you see a lot of people that are on the mental level versus nutritional level or what is it is it all over well i see a lot of women who have been yo-yo dieting their whole life um and you know there's this this idea that if you've been on five diets in a year you're you have an eating disorder um and just because of the inconsistency right and what you're putting your body through and not listening within but listening to everyone else and taking advice from other people um, instead of intuitively saying, what is the best for me? Um, there, you know, we, we can go from diet to diet to diet, but, and place blame on all of those diets, or we can intuitively look within and say, okay, what is going on with me? What is the place of my childhood I need to forgive? What was that child that said something to me maybe when I was a teenager that, you know, has made me insecure my whole life? Was it my parents? Was it my mom? Um, and taking that responsibility and then saying, okay, I'm going to look within, I'm going to do the forgiveness, I'm going to do the affirmations, I'm going to change the thinking pattern. Um, because when you've been on diet after diet after diet, nothing is, you know, nothing is going to change until we do the work within. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it's just placing blame on the health coaches or placing blame on the nutrition components. And there's a very important part of that, right? That, that it's really important to do the research and figure out what's best for you. But then there's the other side of you know, we really need, we really need to look within and, and take that responsibility. And when that piece is, is, is taken, I see it changed literally overnight. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. What is it? I mean, I, I can tell from my own personal experience that if, if I'm like energetically holding on to stuff, I can see an additional, like a few pounds here and there. So mm -hmm. it what talk to us about that linkage between the, our, our thoughts and and the body weight and the goal isn't to be skinny mini it's to be healthy but like what is right. that linkage yeah and and I always say you know your weight is speaking to you and you're holding on to it for a reason and we have to feel grateful for that reason right we have to say there's it's it's telling me something and there's always a reason behind your weight and even you know I believe on a subconscious level even if it's a physical um, manifestation and something is going wrong within your body, which a doctor, you know, can figure out there's still the mental component attached to that. Um, and I, I always work with, you know, with women of like, what is the story? What is the story of your weight? And it's so interesting that I'll find after, you know, after a few sessions, we, we find the truth. Like, is it because you're unhappy with your career? Is it because you're unhappy with your job? Is it because you're unhappy in your relationship? Um, what is the story that you're holding on to? And, and it could be as simple as like, I've always wanted to travel around the world, but my parents discouraged it as a kid. So I'm holding on the weight and the weight is an excuse to go travel. Um, mm. it, it, the, the stories are so intertwined and through meditation and through asking yourself, you'll have the answer within you. Um, a coach can't give you the answer. You know, we can't say, here's the protocol to eat this amount of greens per day, um, and then you're like, okay, I'm going to, or, or even myself, I'll go and fill their fridge with greens, but then they go and eat junk food on the way home or grab McDonald's on the way home from work because there's something within them that doesn't want to be fully alive. And I always say when you want to be fully alive and you want to be completely content and happy with how you are with your life, you're going to do everything you can to be healthy. Um, and if you're not, there's a reason and, and just figuring out and it's okay. And we accept the reason we move through it. We work on it, we forgive it, and then, um, and then the weight balances. And, and the weight also is is a very you know there's a, there's this disconnect that yeah being skinny is is really 
important. And I always say like, let's, let's focus on being healthy first. Let's focus on things outside of the weight way before we talk about weight loss, because you could be very skinny and be super unhappy. Right. And like not, not want to, you know, get out of bed. I I see women who come in who are size zero and they don't want to leave their home and they feel insecure to go to the grocery store. And that's just as severe as, you know, having all the weight on you. So we have to find the balance, right? And um, and have that conversation openly about about just being happy with the body in the body that you have. Yeah. And um, what was it like the first few years when you discovered that this was your responsibility to, to teach people and to get them to yeah. think about their mind? Like, what were the first few years of your journey of building your business and your practice like? Yeah. So for for a long time, I was actually teaching about nutrition. I um. I had gone to school for nutrition and I thought, okay, this is it. I'm going to teach people about green juice. And, and I remember very clearly like sitting down with a client and feeling so it's like a fraud. I was like, okay, I'm worried about how much sugar is in this kale juice, but I'm teaching people about nutrition. Like there is a disconnect, right? Mm -hmm. Or like I would see myself in the mirror at night and be like, oh, like, you know, I didn't go to yoga today, so I feel bad because my hips are getting bigger. And like, how are people going to perceive me as a health coach? Like those thoughts were still going on in my mind. Um, and I think that that was like the most important part of my entire journey. Um, because I was like, there is a disconnect and how can I teach other people about nutrition when they might be having these same insecurities, but not being open and talking to me about it because they think that drinking grains is going to help them lose weight. Um, and that was such an eye opener for me because I had all this knowledge on nutrition. And so I was just, you know, in that space, I was like, I need my own help. I need to get my own coaches. I need to figure this out and I'm going to do everything I can to really heal this disconnect in my mind. And so I went, you know, back, back to what I learned as a kid. And I worked with a coach, um, Shandresh from Break the Norms, who wrote a book, about unlearning everything you've been taught since your childhood and just getting back to your truth. Ooh, and wait, what was the name of the book? It's called Break the Norms. Okay. And um, and it's about, yeah, unlearning everything you've been taught. And through working with him, it was just this idea of like everything I'd been taught about, this, like how I look in an image, what angles I look like, like my lips are too small, my boobs aren't big enough, my, you know, my hips are too wide and not proportionate to my body. Like all of that, all of that learning I had to unlearn. And I learned it through meditation and looking within and saying like, this isn't, you know, this isn't correct. Like my truth, my highest being, my source, my power, who I am as a, as a human and a soul isn't connected to this physical body. And I had to learn that in order to, to really create that peace of mind in myself. Um, but it took a couple of years and I, you know, people are always like, but it's not a quick fix. And I'm like, well, it actually is the quickest, quickest, quickest fix because you're going to spend your whole life with this disconnect. What's a year or two to heal it. Right. Oh, um, yeah. versus like living with this yo-yo dieting, being on someone else's plan and the next plan and the next plan and the next plan. Like it feels like a long time, but the end peace of mind is so much greater than you can even imagine at this place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that when you talk about the journey of, you know, it might take a few years to get that connect, that 
to remove the disconnected, mm-hmm. but to make mm-hmm. it connected, it's so worth it, especially like putting it in perspective and God willing that we're around much longer than yeah. we are not here. Right. Um, right. No, that's, that's powerful. So I'm going to take a really quick break. Um, I just want to give another shout out to HelloFresh. I know if you guys have been listening, I absolutely love HelloFresh. I'm actually making one for lunch today and cannot wait. They have so many amazing things that they continue to grow in their business. And so one of the things is they have the family, the family box. It's now listed as um, it's available. And there's also choices like like, lighter, fresher, like spring options and breakfast options that you guys can get as well. So if you've never tried it, you can try it for the first time ever and get $30 off the first week of deliveries by using Herway30 at checkout. Okay, now we're back. You guys know how much I love HelloFresh, so it's legit. All right. Okay. So Sarah, for um, tell us like about one of your a time when, when a said failure of yours resulted in one of the biggest growth, growth opportunities and what was it? Yeah. So I think, you know, as I mentioned before, the, the failure of my first practice of nutrition was probably the biggest one because I was, everything I was, everything I was blogging about was food and, um, you know, calories and some of the things that even I, I was just redoing my website and I went back and was reading these old blogs that I wrote and I was like, wow, the disconnect I was having to put this out into the world, right? And the, and the awareness level of where I was um, is so interesting to me now that like that journey for me over the last couple of years. So I think that that was, you know, one of one of my biggest failures was uh, was teaching about something I wasn't ready to teach about. Um, and although the information was great and did great for the world, I you know, that disconnect really propelled me to do more work on myself, which was so important. Um, and I think the other one, I opened a retreat company um, with a really great friend, and, and it wasn't necessarily a failure. We did a lot of great things. Um, but in that business, <laughs> I was hiding behind my story as well. Like I knew I wanted to talk about eating disorders. I knew I wanted to share my story, but I didn't have enough courage then. Mm. So it was something where I, we, you know, we started this business, and my fiance now, who I um, kept telling me like, but your story is your eating disorder and that's what people are resonating with you. And he was so encouraging and just, hey, you've got to get this story out to the world. But I barely told anyone because I was so, so shameful and guiltful. You know, there was guilt behind it. Mm. Um, and now that I have moved through these other companies and now I'm so in alignment with my truth and what I want to teach and my story and I have the confidence to share and speak about it. I feel, you know, so proud and just honored to be able to have these conversations now where before I was, was hiding behind these other businesses, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. How do you, how did you not get discouraged as you were moving through, you know, going through, realizing that nutrition wasn't something that aligned with you and then doing yeah. a retreat? Like, how does a person not get discouraged and wanting and wondering, like, what is it then? What, what am I going to mm-hmm. do? Yeah, I think your company evolves as you evolve, right? So you, as your awareness shifts, your consciousness shifts, as you become a, a different person, um, your company should be in alignment with that person. So I have no regret about those companies because that's who I, you know, that's who I was at the time. 
Um, but I think being open to the idea that there can be more and as you evolve and as you grow and maybe you take a workshop or, you know, you work with a coach that, that brings out more truth in you, your company can evolve. And that's a really exciting thing. And I think people sometimes hold back because they've had a brand, certain brand their whole life, or they've had a certain story or they, you know, or they are stuck to the income of which they're, you know, what's coming in. And I think just being open to the idea that as you grow as a person, your company can grow as well is really a powerful, powerful thing. Mm -hmm. How do you find for yourself to get into alignment? How do you do that? Yeah, so that's interesting because the, the most out of alignment I've been is when I was when I had an eating disorder. And when you have an eating disorder or you, you know, you're yo-yo dieting, you don't know when that moment of out of alignment comes. It could come when you're in a dressing room, when you're um, when you're at dinner with your ex, when you're at dinner with, you, with a new date, when you're at your family's house, when you're just cooking in your kitchen, like there's so many moments. And I feel like that, that, that was what was creating out of alignment for me. Um, so I, you know, I do a lot of things. I, I love Mel Robin, uh, Robbins, um, the five second rule of counting backwards from five. I love deep breathing. I love creating a sacred space or a sacred ritual that, um, is great for you. So something that you really connect with, whether that's pulling out affirmation cards, a lot of my clients have them on, um, on cards and then based on what they're experiencing out of alignment, they'll pull out a card for them, mm-hmm. um, for that, that experience. So, you know, if you're in a dressing room, you could have one for that, or if you get anxiety and, and analyzing, where is it that I get the most anxiety and what is the card or the statement that will help me move through that? Um, and, and then just simple meditation, right? Having, having music on my phone, disconnecting, knowing that I need space from the circumstance to really analyze what's the truth for me and, and connect with where it's coming from. I think, you know, there's a saying like, you know, most of the stuff that we're feeling in terms of anxiety or fear isn't coming from what we think it's coming from. So having that space to really disconnect and say, okay, what is this for me? And I just know I need five minutes for myself and I'll take it. And I, and I'm okay with being selfish in that space or just like, Hey guys, I need a few minutes and I walk away or, or making sure I have space between appointments where I can just reconnect to myself. Mm -hmm. Do you have, um, like a daily routine or do you usually open yourself up to whatever's flowing to you or how do you decide what to do day in, day out, week by week? Yeah, I am. Every morning I meditate for 20 minutes and usually at night as well. Um, My schedule is very, very inconsistent with traveling and um, I don't think I've ever, I, I have a very consistent schedule, but I've learned that finding, um, finding a place of balance throughout the day just for myself, like knowing knowing what balances me and grounds me. So that's working out and eating clean and having those things set up on my schedule is the most important thing. So just like what's going to keep me grounded and healthy and doing a little bit of extra work to make sure that stuff is, is scheduled in and penciled in of like, where am I going to order lunch if I can't make it myself or, you know, planning ahead, like, is there a green juice place in the city, where can I go and get groceries, you know, on the way to the hotel. So I have things just, just doing that extra amount of work that will help me stay grounded because I get the anxiety or the stress when those things go out of whack, not so much. Um, everyone has their own thing, right. But for me, it's really staying in alignment with my health at this point. Mm -hmm. I 
totally I totally try to hit up the grocery store before getting to the hotel <laughs> yeah and I'm like I'm like how do I make these smoothies as I'm traveling or what is yeah like some people I think probably assume that I can be high maintenance but I'm like no I want to feel good I don't want to eat processed carbs not and, to and say it, that I don't have a glass of wine so yeah and, and that's like social conditioning right to be like I'm going to go on vacation and and this is a lot of what I teach. It's like, I'm going to go on vacation. I'm going to throw every rule I have out the book because everyone's telling me that vacation is the time to binge and party and so forth and, and reconnecting to like, but is that your truth? Is that your story? Is that what you truly want? Um, and just changing the narrative of, of what, of what we've been taught. And that's, you know, Friday night you go and binge and you have pizza and, and so it's a hard story to change when we've seen it our whole lives. Oh my gosh. Uh, I know. I'm I'm like, I want to go on vacation and go to bed early and wake up with my mind free and not feel like I need to log into emails and I can read whatever yep. book and drink coffee and then go for a walk. Uh, that's I love those vacations when you can yeah. just like yeah. you're physically distant. So it allows you to or at least allows me to be able to disconnect more. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and so you know, I always say like there's a sabotaging space of vacations or holidays or so forth that we use to basically, even when we lose weight and then we're not in vibration with our thoughts because our thoughts are like, well, do I really deserve to have this body of weight loss? We'll even, we'll, we'll self-sabotage it with vacations or travel or holiday um, because we don't feel good. So, you know, work on the self-esteem, the self-confidence, the inner work, and then you can go on vacation and have those requests and do all those things and still be in alignment with the weight that you've already lost or, or the lifestyle or the healthy body that you've created. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, it's interesting. <laughs> do, you, sure. do you work with, um, like how, okay. So the clients that you work with now and the, yeah. in the thought process and the weight management nutrition and whatnot and being healthy, how ha how would that or how does that parlay into an entrepreneurial world that you've seen either through yourself or women that you've also coached and worked with? Just about uh, business building and being an entrepreneur. And in, in terms of like the community. The community yeah. I've built and, and the community around me or. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if you work with any female entrepreneurs. Oh, how, right. Okay. Yeah. Like they're the mindset of building a business and yeah. how meditation's important or like what yeah. are some things that you recommend that maybe the listeners could do? Yeah. Got it. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. I actually work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are in the fitness industry who we're kind of in the same space that I was in where they're like, I'm a personal trainer. I work out four hours a day to stay fit because I feel like my followers want to see me like this. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like a fraud. And so there's a lot of that to disconnect or like bikini models who are, um, having these competitions who are like, you know, my following is based on this. My income is based on this, but yet I'm not happy or I'm not healthy. And so, you know, I always speak from a place of, I, you know, I always try to encourage a place of authenticity of what your truth is, having that conversation with your audience, telling them, you know, yes, I've been doing this for X amount of years, but my life has changed. And just going along with your story as a projection to your audience and sharing that with them um, and being open and honest, because that's what the world really needs right now. It needs people to step up and say, this is what I'm going through. It sucks. It's hard. Um, even as an entrepreneur, it's tough, you know, it's tough having this social pressure and these conditioned norms, but I'm going to help change them. Mm -hmm. And I think that people resonate with that and they see that truth and they're like, wow. 
And yes, you might lose some followers, but like you're going to gain a lot of followers that want to also hear that story, right? And and relate and find someone who understands what what they're going through. Mm-hmm. How what if you could tell only um if you could only tell people one thing when it comes to running your own business, what would it be? Wow, that's a tough one. <laughs> um I think I think for me the biggest thing has just been patience, um, and and we're in a Tinder syndrome sort of society where you know swipe left, swipe right. Like there's a million ideas for your business and so many different ways you could go, and, and especially in the entrepreneur world, that I think it's really important to have patience to connect with yourself. And figure out what it is that you want to do, and what is it? What is your story, and and are you ready to share it? And if not, get the coaches and and the people that will help you build that confidence to share it, um, and find a mentor because, you know, you can look at all. There's so many entre- up and coming entrepreneurs, and they're all doing different things, which is amazing. But I think so many times I'll get people who are like, "Can you mentor me? Can you help me?" You know, and they send me a list of oh, but I want to be like these 20 people and I, you know, which one should I do? And I'm like, well, let's first focus on what it is that you want to do. Like, let's look inside you. Let's do a week of meditation. They're like, this is crazy. I'm not going to be making money doing this. And I'm like, well, let's focus first on like figuring out what it is that you are 100% connected to. And because you're going to be doing this the rest of your life, if you want to be an entrepreneur, this isn't, you know, I can bail after seven months or I can switch jobs. It's like, this is your job and you're in control and it should be a hundred percent in alignment with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, I look at it as some of the organizations when I do my freelance consulting, it's about vision mm-hmm. and mission and getting, yeah. getting companies and their employees on the same, on the same bus. And if they're not, then either get them on the bus or maybe, get on a different bus with the different, exactly. you know, and uh, exactly. it creates synergy. And when everyone's moving in the same direction, when individuals are moving in the direction of their alignment, mm-hmm. there's a lot. I mean, I personally struggle. I sometimes I'm like, am I in alignment? Am I not in alignment? Mm-hmm. And then meditating on it and figuring out. And cause I, I would definitely say I'm an emotive person. So sometimes I can overthink my feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And we, and we get, you know, and, and then there's, the income component. I mean, there's so many things happening that it's very hard when you're thinking 60 thoughts a day to discern which ones are you, which ones are coming from other places, which ones are in alignment. You know, you have to really quiet the mind. And if you do, and you can get support and help. You know, there's meditation teachers everywhere now, and they can sit with you and help you and help you, you know, move through that space um, or just take a class or just you know, 10 minutes a day or download, you know, there's plenty of stuff online now mm-hmm. that there is so much research of why meditation supports your life and benefits you that there's really no reason not to be doing it. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. It's, I can definitely tell when I've meditated consistently and when I have not meditated consistently, yeah. there's yeah. such a massive difference. So many, very different. Um, I, I, oh, and my, well, and my coach is always like, you know, I'm like, I don't, you know, today I didn't have time. And, you know, he'll be like, you didn't have time for 20 minutes, Well, you should be doing 40 minutes or an hour. You know, like, yeah. like, if you don't have time, and you're that stressed, and you're running around, you should be doing more of it. 
And so he always jokes with me like, well, that means you should double it or triple it. <laughs> like, okay. Thanks. Like, okay, thanks. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So I have two last questions. Mm-hmm. Um, the, wh- how do you determine what you say yes to and what you say no to? Yeah. So that's been, you know, that's, that's a really, um, again, looking within, I, I used to say yes to everything. I thought I was going to miss out on opportunity and then I would feel myself um, my health, you know, being affected and, um, and I would just get overwhelmed because I'm very type A. Mm -hmm. And so I've had to really, you know, sit with myself and even before I make a decision or send an email back of like an opportunity that sounds really great. I'm like, yes, I'm in, you know, I take a minute and I breathe for five seconds and I connect to what that, you know, experience is going to be. And I say, do I want this or do I not? Um, and, and I let that answer come to me or I'll sit on it for a day. You know, rarely do I get an email and I'm like in, you know, so or, you know, a phone call or, or an experience or a trip or so forth. I usually just say, OK, how does how does that feel in my body and how and does that resonate with with where I am in my life and what I need to do to stay healthy? And can I you know, do I have two days in between this event and the next to rest? And, and before I was just running and running and running. Which was part of, you know, part of the problem. Did you ever um, experience any sort of like guilt or oh, um, that emotional like oh I feel bad I'm saying no and then if you did, has it how has it changed or do you still feel it or what does that look like? Yeah, so I used to feel guilty about everything I would say no to. Literally everything I would, you know, if somebody wanted me to do it, you know, to offer my services for a charity event or just one thing after the next. And when you're an entrepreneur, you get asked to do dozens and dozens of things, right? Um, And then through working with my coach and just having the conversation around like that I'm doing a disservice to my clients and to the people I can really help on a big scale if I don't have full energy and I'm not, you know, accomplishing the big goals that I want to accomplish and the outreach that I want to accomplish and just, you know, having time that is very present with my clients every single week. Um, So I've had to rethink that and it's been very hard (laughs) because you want to help everyone and you want, you know, to be on everything and you want to share your story. And sometimes you're like, I have to, you know, pull it back because I want to get this webinar out or I want to get my new branding done or I want to get my new site that's going to reach more people than if I did all of these little things. But it does, it does get hard (laughs) sometimes. Yeah, no. And especially in a world where everything is like anyone and everyone's so accessible, whether it's like through Instagram or Facebook Mm -hmm. or email. And I'm sure it just comes in a, a ton, a ton. So yeah. Um, my last question that I have, and I ask this of all the the guests, just because I'm yeah. I'm curious, is I know you you mentioned back to the uh, or break the norms, excuse me, but is there yeah. a, like another book that you recommend entrepreneurs, um, or uh, what's a book that's really impacted you? Hmm, that's a really good. Yeah, but I think break the norms would definitely. Um, definitely do it. Um, I'm reading a book called living well on the road right now, which is great for travel. Um, it just has some cool, some cool, you know, like hacks. Um, my friend wrote a book called emotional grit, um, which I really love. Let me think of what else. Um, 3 billion under emotional grit. Yeah. um, she, She was on, um, 
Nita. So she yeah, is eight steps to master. Yeah, so eight mm-hmm. steps to master your emotions, transform your thoughts, and change your world. And I really just love her as a person. And I think what she's doing in terms of sharing her story is really great. So that's two that I would recommend that are new. Um, but Break the Norms has been like one I consistently go back to just for my own inspiration of like, okay, if I wasn't thinking in terms of social conditioning, what would I do right now? Mm. Um, and I just keep it with me at all times. <laughs> so that's one that I would, I would, I would definitely, definitely recommend. Oh my gosh. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I can every time. I mean, I've been on a book binge lately and it feels so good to be back in a routine of reading books that you're genuinely interested in. And so all of these, I'm like, Ooh, I got to go order them right now. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's like just so many great books coming right out, right? And like so many entrepreneurs who are telling their story in in different ways that resonate with big audience, you know, just different audiences and people need this information and it's so great to um see that people can now get their get their stories out much easier than before. So mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your wisdom and everything. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just so grateful to be here today and I really, really appreciate you having me. So yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.